0: Welcome to Streams of Income with Ryan Rieger. Today we play Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on when I play Lego. Here's my Daddy, Ryan Rieger. <laughs> Thank you so much, Callan, for that introduction. For those of you guys that uh, didn't understand what he said, he said, Welcome to Streams of Income uh, with Ryan Rieger. Uh, today we played Legos. And my daddy helps other daddies stay home and play Legos. And then he said, um, here's my daddy, Ryan Rieger. So the introduction that we've had at the beginning of the show with the music um, was the original one from my uh, when this podcast was on the radio. And so we've uh, needed to change this for a long time. There's some things in the introduction that aren't completely accurate anymore, and uh, just some wording I wanted to switch around. So I thought I'd give it a shot. Have Callan try the introduction, see how well that goes. But um, that's like life around here. He's always with me. We're um, doing webinars sometimes together. He'll pop in on a podcast episode and kind of interrupt things. And so you're gonna get a peek, sneak peek into what life is like here. And yes, we do. St- play Legos, games, uh, and I love being able to work from home. And so um, just thought I'd give you a little taste of what that's like with uh, Kellen. sometimes speaking into the microphone. But guys, I'm really, really excited about today's episode. You know how on this show, we talk about ways to make money online. And we've had several guests on to talk about like Jimmy Smith, for example. We talk about how, how you find products on Amazon that you can replenish. We call those replens. Today, I'm chatting with Shane Sams, a flipped lifestyle about membership sites. I believe that membership sites, membership programs, communities are the replense, the replenishables of the info marketing world because you got that recurring income. You're able to serve a community of people, give them great content, and lead them, and you got that recurring income built in. And Shane is the master at this. And so we had an awesome conversation. I learned a ton from him about just um, his story, his beginnings, and how they created uh, several membership sites, even sold one of their sites. And now they serve hundreds of people, hundreds of just regular people like me and you uh, in a community where they're learning, teaching those people how to take something that they're passionate about, experienced and skilled at, and turn that into online recurring income. We had a blast chatting, and I know you're going to love This episode. Here it is. Shane, welcome to Streams of Income Radio, my friend. Such an honor to have you. Ryan, man, I am pumped to be here. This is going to be
1: awesome, dude. Let's go, man. Yeah, I'm fired up, man.
0: And we literally just met online and through Dan Miller. So guys, crazy story. Um, Sheila Davis, who runs Dan's social media, does mine also. And we had a, a, a planning call. and. We were, I was asking her about, so they're killing it over in the Eagles group. They're doing a great job with their membership and, and Sheila's a lot of the mastermind behind that with their team. And so I said, Sheila, let's, let's talk. Cause I want to know some of the things that you guys are doing behind the scenes, with membership groups. Cause I want to employ that in our legends group. And so she said that she listens to your podcast and mm. I'm like, okay, I don't know who Shane Sams is, but I immediately um, started listening and, and really seriously been binging on both of your podcasts, the Shane Sam show and the flip lifestyle podcast. And I'm grateful because then I emailed Dan, and I, the more I listen to your your just your guys' story, I'm like, I need to know these people because there's there's so many similarities and your same heart. And so I I messaged Dan and said, Hey, you know, could could you introduce me since I know that you guys are friends and gracious as Dan is said yes and I get an email like within minutes from you and your your assistant so that's awesome man
1: yeah man. I, crazy I, I don't vet Dan Miller's emails like whatever Dan says I Dan if you're listening to this man I just you just send me whatever you want to send that's me right. man I'm all in baby yeah right. when Dan Miller says something you go do it and amen it works out all right man
0: that is so true but I want to get into your story, Shane, because I want my audience to know you. I know they're going to love you because of just um, just everything that you guys have built, and your uh, believers. I have a lot of Christians in my audience too. But you are from a small town. I'm from a small town in Indiana, a little town called Pendleton, um, with your story with Jocelyn. You liked her first, the same here. You guys waited seven years to get married. Ours was five. We both married up. Um, big time yeah i my coverage so <laughs> and i'll let you tell y'all. your story too because i want to hear anything <laughs> right. you I will obviously talk about your business story but um weird this is weird and little but you you and jocelyn cross paths in a stairwell in a dorm i, I if i remember right melaine right. and i cross paths in a hallway at a church um, <laughs> that was also both the first time that we had talked to our spouses we had seen them before but the first time that we said anything was in, in that first, that crossing. You're a history and poli-sci guy. That was my majors in honey, at Huntington University. You're kidding me. That's no. not how I majored in at Kentucky. Education, yeah. poli-sci and history. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, I wasn't education. I was just a bachelor of arts. Um, I had no idea what I was going to go or bachelor of science. I don't know. Arts, I think. I had no Something you are not a- using now to make money. Not that's using under the right? <laughs> but I did with the, the, the political stuff. After that, I I didn't really use it, but it obviously got me those jobs. Um, you had um, you were listening to Pat Flynn and came into the house after listening to one of his episodes about um, that was I don't remember what you said his episode was about. But- it, it was
1: literally his story about how he started making, he got oh, fired right. and the, made money the online. architect, yeah, man.
0: Okay, and you ran into the house telling Jocelyn, "Hey, I found out how we can do this," and she was like. No, that didn't. (laughs) Yeah. The same with Malayne. Those that know my story with the auction, I told her we need to bid $1,500 on this. Um, Actually, no, the back to before that was when I said we want to sell furniture on Craigslist, do a full time. No, you need to go get the job. So we both have practical, more practical wives. And they also, the the risk when you, that event in San Diego, you spend a couple grand to go to that. And that's similar to my story with taking the risk on the $1,500 on that auction. I, I didn't just take a risk. Like
1: I bulldozed the runway. Like, you know how you like to say you got, you know how you say you got like a runway? Like I had six yeah. months of runway before I was going to have to go apply for jobs again. Wow. And um, it'd be like if you had an airstrip and you just said, let's just bulldoze the last quarter of it, let's just do that see what happens but uh it all worked out the risk reward baby it all worked out
0: it's worked out for you i've loved listening just to your story as i'm with your podcast but tell my audience about you how you got started let's go back to even you know you know some of the your football days and how you quit your job just anything you feel like would be yeah relevant to
1: yeah man so uh you know so yeah i met my wife jocelyn Back at the University of Kentucky in like 1998 or something, <laughs> I don't know, man. We were a stairwell, and I actually told my friends I was going to marry her the night I, I was going out with my buddies, uh-huh. uh, probably to chase other girls. I didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> you know, and like, and we were going out, and I was like, man, I just met the girl. I think I'm going to marry that girl. I'm like, I don't know how I know this, but I, yeah. I, I just knew it. Yeah. And uh, ended up we got uh, we got married. Um, I went uh back to school. Uh, actually to get like a degree in like athletic director football uh, sports coaching things Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. um ended up getting a graduate assistant position at west virginia university um so i actually got to go coach college football a little bit at west virginia eastern kentucky Mm -hmm. knew i loved football wanted to be around the game didn't want that lifestyle Mm -hmm. um it was just daylight till dark, seven days a week. My, my, uh, Rich Rodriguez was my head coach, and he literally told us in the staff meeting in July. He said, uh, "Hey guys, hope you've had a good Jul- uh, June because uh, you're not going to see your families until uh, February when recruiting's Gosh. over." So, you know, it was it was a wild first couple of years being married because Jocelyn was working corporate and traveling. And uh, mm-hmm. I was on the football thing, and, she, and people were like, how's married life? And we're like, I don't, I don't know. We Never don't see, see each, each other. other. But, how, do the guy, how do
0: guys do that? We're, we're both family guys. How in the world, you just must have to really, really, really love football
1: to be able to do that with you if know, you have kids. I, I don't think when you're young and you get into the game that you're, you're I think you're blinded by the ambition. You think you can handle it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'll tell you what got me out of it, man. Uh, There was a guy there, a Dan Miller-like guy. I mean, just (laughs) wise, just a great dude, you know, and uh, his name was Bill Stewart. Uh, He's passed away now, but he was the assistant head coach, ended up being the head coach of West Virginia. And I got a job at Eastern Kentucky. I was about to leave, and, um, you know, i had done a good job at West Virginia, everybody. Yeah. liked me and you know and he goes hey shane hey boy come here come here buddy oh shane oh shane oh he, he looked like dick van dyke so imagine dick yeah. van dyke saying yeah. and he goes hey buddy get in here in my office man oh congratulations going to eastern kentucky what an opportunity you gotta have more responsibility man it's gonna be good shane sams and he goes shut that door shane shut that door shut the door now he always talked like that for the time <laughs> i was there and when, went but when i she i shut the door i sat down and bill uh coach stewart looked at me and said um Shane, this is a big opportunity. I mean, his voice changed just like that. And he said, Shane, it's a big opportunity. I I want to tell you a story, though. Um, You know, my son, I've been coaching for years. My son's 10 years old. And uh, I just wanted to let you know that um, I did the math the other day. And um, I have missed three years of my son's actual days on this earth. Oh, my gosh. Recruiting football. And he just looked at me right in my eye and said, I like you, Shane. Good luck at Eastern Kentucky and you know we we were one of the few GAs like I was already married um Jocelyn had a job it was clearly obvious that we were, cared about our relationship with each other and yeah. I think I think that he was trying to warn me to get out of the game yes right and yes. Um, I'll never I'll never forget him uh, for doing that because I did I, I said hey let's go coach high school football at least we'll have a community, we'll have weekends, you know, or nights together. Wow. And uh, so that's what sent me back into high school football. That's what led me into my teaching yes. career and would eventually lead us into the online business that uh that we have now. So. Man, aren't you grateful for that advice? Oh, I think gosh. If, oh. If, 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 he,
0: if he hadn't have done that, would you have continued on that same path and eventually, y- yeah, like yeah, years man. down the
1: road? Yeah. I had a buddy, I had one of the guys I worked with over there, a real connected guy. He called me few months later and was like uh, hey man i know you're or maybe the next year and uh, he was like hey man um i got a job you don't even have to interview for at bowling green university you want it it was literally like done deal yeah and that was that was the fork in the road where i picked the high school path so yeah. i'm mean, yes i'm so grateful so grateful i did not go down that rabbit hole dude yeah, yeah. oh my gosh I, I don't know where i would i don't know where we would be at right now if he had not called me in his room that day. Yeah. You know, not
0: going to movies with your son, right? Not going to adventure right, movies.
1: That's right, man. <laughs> not saying not not hanging out with you on a Friday at That's one right. o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I I so we we go and I I teach for ten years. I was a head football coach for a while. I was a defensive coordinator for a while, uh living that good enough life. weren't making a lot of money, of course, as a mm-hmm. school teacher in southeast Kentucky, you know? Yeah. Um You know, so, I mean, we were just doing our thing and um, probably man would still be on that railroad track. But, uh, you know, like a lot of people who um, work full time jobs, we had to use daycare. Um, We had two daycares. My little girl went to one daycare. My son went to another. And um, we actually found out one day that uh, someone at my kids, my son's daycare was abusing him pretty severely. Um, Mm -hmm. Not like sexual stuff. It was like terror, like pure terror. Like they would uh, he would have potty training accidents and they would actually lock him in a bathroom for hours at a time in the dark. Um, to do that. Now the, the day I found out, I didn't know exactly what was going on. I just knew that he had, he was trying to tell me something. He told me one of the workers scared him. Yeah. Cause he was um, three, and, right. I remember from your episode. three years old. Yep. Three years old. He wasn't quite, oh. he wasn't totally verbal enough to tell me exactly what was happening. he just told me that someone, uh, he did say something. I like locked him in the bathrooms. That it was for a long time. Didn't know, what, but we didn't know. And we found out later in the newspapers, there was a lot of other stories. One of the, the lady that owned the place, um, original she ended up go to into jail for some stuff so pr- pretty awful awful stuff but that's that how morning not that's how not to potty train your kids <laughs> exactly that is the opposite of what you should do yeah and you know you know what's funny is i i never i never um allowed bitterness or anger to take over i do believe that it was pure ignorance yeah um some of the stuff that was happening to him they just people should people were being hired that shouldn't have been there you yeah. know um but the day I found out, school had already started and we couldn't really get a sub. And um, you know, and I asked my boss for the day off work, and she basically told me, she's like, you know, I know your son needs you, but your job needs you too, and you're just mm. gonna have to you're gonna have to handle your personal problems after work. Oh my so. gosh! Yeah, and I and at the time, you know, it was like the choice was, do I flip this desk over on this person's head <laughs> or? What do I do in this situation? Right. And uh but you know, but I I actually was really fearful. I I, I believed her. I believed that she could I could lose my job. I, I believed that I had to be there for I I had this weird brainwashed worldly mentality that yeah, my job was as important as my kid. And yeah. And that's kind of was the breaking point to where I re- I realized that I had sold myself into slavery. Yeah. Uh, working for other people and that yeah. I was giving up all the control and time and freedom over my life for like mm. what a paycheck where you got paid Friday and it ran out on Thursday yeah. like uh, health right. insurance I mean come on man you know what about your retirement though you're nice yeah retirement <laughs> you know that pension that's definitely going to be there and the government's right. not going to spend it all sure yeah that one yeah no I, right. yeah so I mean I I just I I'm I don't I don't look back and say, Oh man, I'm glad that happened. Right. But I do think that that was a point in my life where God was like, okay, this is going to happen to you, but yeah. it's going to take you where I want you to go. Yeah. You know, well, Romans eight twenty eight. he turns all things that good, are good, you know? man. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, nothing, nothing formed against us can prosper, baby. Absolutely. You know? So I started, uh, I started, I started looking, man. I started looking for ways to make my own income where I could become and stay self-employed. And that took me to that lawnmower, that fateful day. I was listening to the smart passive income podcast with Pat Flynn. And he told his story about how uh, he had created an online income after he lost his job. And Mm -hmm. it was funny because like a couple weeks before that, I was really frustrated and I was in a car with my wife heading out to Muhlenberg County, Kentucky to visit her grandparents. And I looked at her and I said, Hey, Jocelyn, I think I got a plan. What if I could get 100 people to give me $50? And she looked at me and said, what? And I said, think about it. There's 7 billion people on the planet. If I could just get a hundred people to give me 50 bucks, well, like that's $5,000 a month. That's our take-home pay for two teaching hours. Yeah. He's like that's 60 grand a year. We could quit our job. I, I think that's a good plan. <laughs> and my wife looked at me and said, Shane, that's math, not a plan. And I was like, she goes, <laughs> she goes how are you going to do that? I, I don't know, baby. I don't know, but it sounds good. So, <laughs> so, so then I'm, li- so fast forward a few weeks, I'm listening to Pat tell his story uh-huh. and uh, he created a PDF study guide where he was going to help people pass the architecture exam. Yes. Put it on his website for 19 bucks, got 416 people to pay him yeah. $19, $7,900 in a single month. Wow. And I thought that's it. That's how I'm going to get hundred people to give me 50 bucks. I mean, I'm going to take my God given knowledge and wisdom and life experience and habits, mm-hmm. p- passions, hobbies, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go put it out there in the world and I'm going to help other people solve their problems with what I've experienced yeah and um and that's what eventually would lead to the on yeah. my and business. that was the but that a, first a, site was that the playbook site the football playbook? No, the first no the first website I had the first website I ever had was a site that was only designed to give away history workshops to teachers. Uh, okay, okay. And then is I that also the one where a, you made eleven cents on? Yes, that's yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I had a I also had a blog too. It was called a Toddler Apocalypse, and I was just being a dad blogger talking yep. about stupid things my kids did. Uh-huh. So like that, you know, they'd rip the flower open and go all over the kitchen and right. mark up he, the, he, uh, one time, Isaac drew uh, an entire sharpie of ink all over his sister you know oh saying? my gosh that kind of
0: thing that could um, probably work again with like tiktok and instagram maybe. videos and i stuff. didn't
1: have a, i didn't have those tools back in the stone ages of the internet you That's know right. um but yeah the first work the first one i ever did was this website it was spammy it was like, mm-hmm. i had a link it had a link to a website or a uh-huh. worksheet for teachers It was called uh-huh. us history worksheets yeah. com and i and i put spammy google ads and affiliate links all around it hoping someone would accidentally click something and give me money yeah and uh you know my wife man she was patient with me, dude, because I was failing so miserably at online business those mm. first few months. And nothing was happening. I mean, no money, nothing, no traffic, mm. not at all. And, uh, dude, I, I seriously about gave up. I re- I, the night I about gave up, man, I was so depressed and frustrated, man. And, um, and I, I literally, I prayed. I just said, God, is this real? Are these people, yeah. like, on, making money on the Internet? Because I ain't made a dime. I ain't made nothing. I've made zero goose eggs all across the board, son. And um and I said, man, and I I just prayed for a path. I was ready to go back to teaching and just be like, all right, fine. I'll just sit this road to retirement. Yeah. This is my what my life's gonna be. Mm-hmm. And uh, that very night, man, uh, I checked my stats and uh and instead of zero, it said eleven cents, man. Ain't that the Lord's abundance? And that's pray- I, absolutely and it was <laughs> God, and that was all you needed to just keep it's like those breadcrumbs
0: that in our paths that like, you know, even with my story with my wife, we had um you know, a long, uh, dating relationship. I was in Indiana, she was in Texas and like, just praying like, God, is this the right, is, am I supposed to be doing this? Because she wasn't giving me any signs that we were, gonna have a future but i really believed in my heart chain that that was that she was for me and so that is a bring brings up a whole other weird thing like not that you you don't want to be like going after somebody who's you got to know that that's that it's god you know you have that's to right. really know and so he would give me clues along the way like yeah you continue stay the path stay the course Those god winks baby god absolutely winks
1: i yeah, uh, a buddy of mine the other day goes man i know why God. you prayed for a dime man you know why god gave you 11 cents and i said why and he goes so you'd remember to tithe. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Right. I was like, that's true. I never thought about that, man. <laughs> um, but oh. what happened next was she got Jocelyn. She believed. I mean, as soon yeah. as we both saw that we could create something and money could come mm-hmm. back, it didn't matter how much it was. Yeah. Um, we knew that this was the way we needed to go. So the yeah. first site that we succeeded at was called elementary librarian.com. Yep. Um, Jocelyn, my wife was an educator. She was a librarian and we thought, Hey, well, Pat, made study guides for these people passing that test. What if we made the tests for the librarians and made the worksheets and the study guides, and we just put their class on autopilot. So uh, Jocelyn uh, started a blog and started a podcast called elementary librarian.com. It was really, we did it. We were able to build it really fast because I had suffered through six months of failure and learning how to do all the WordPress and all that. Mm -hmm. So it was like lightning quick. We were able to launch that site in like a month, you know, and then uh, a couple months later, she had about 200 people following her. Um, yeah. She opened her uh, product line of lesson plans for librarians, mm-hmm. and the first month she sold them, we made 2,500 dollars.: Wow Yeah, which was one of our take-home pays as school teachers in Southeast Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, ca- that grew like crazy. Like we went like $4,000, 5,000, 9,000 And like in July of 2013 was uh, a year later, uh, we made 15,000 dollars. Uh, and then in August we made thirty six thousand dollars. Then we had launched my football coaching site. It launched yep. uh, with a seven thousand something dollar launch. Um, so all this money was starting to come in. It was crazy. Yeah. And um, we were like, you know, if we could, if we were doing this part time, what would happen if we went all in on this? Absolutely. You know? And was so it that September? That- September twenty seventh was your freedom day. That's right, man. That's the day that I walked. I uh, the in that same office, my boss told me, um, "I know your son needs you, but your job needs you too." I got to say, I don't need this job anymore. Don't need it, (laughs) right? And it was it was pretty cool, man. But we now, you know, I I speed through that story a lot, but I want people listening to understand um you know that was 13 months from the day we launched to the day we quit our job plus 6 months of me trying to really figure out how to even build a website i was yeah. doing this all by myself it's impossible yeah. alone um, we had also made some moves when we realized the money that was coming in that we might have a chance to quit our jobs. Like um, we had this big twenty four hundred square foot house with an above ground pool it was a nice neighborhood. That's a Kentucky. That's a Kentucky lifestyle right there. You know what I'm saying? The above <laughs> ground pool. And uh, but it was nice, man. We had a deck all the way around it. And uh, and uh, we, we had sold that house and we had downsized into like a older house, eighteen hundred square feet. Um, to, to free up revenues so that we could quit. our So we, we, yes. we did a lot of sacrificing to make sure you that did. we could uh, take action when we needed to.
0: You did tell me about that. It was, so you glossed over, you got a couple hundred members and all that. And with uh, how that happened so quickly, especially with the librarian site, what was the work involved? And yeah. this might be the stuff in your blueprint right now for people that want to start a membership site. Um, and definitely we'll just say, guys go to flip lifestyle.net and get into their program. They got a free trial of of their membership community and blueprint on creating membership sites. But what take me into a day of what work looks like with you had the idea for the
1: librarian site, she's a librarian. How do you build an audience for that? So there's only two ways to do it. Uh, roll up your sleeves or open your wallet. Like, and uh, there was nothing in our wallet. So, uh, other than the yard sales that we were having on the weekends to fund the next hosting package, uh, Uh we had to roll up our sleeves, man. We had to get to work. So, we would do things like, one, we created content. We, We learned very early to batch content ahead of time. So, Jocelyn would record eight to 12 podcasts at once we'd schedule them out. She would write eight to 12 blog posts. Like this is all like a week of work to get it yeah. ready. And that freed us up to focus the other eight to 10 weeks on building audience. Yeah. The best place when well, you don't have a lot of money, if you want to build an audience, you've just got to go figure out where your people are already hanging out. Right. So at the time we found uh, forums, old bulletin board board <laughs> style forums where, where librarians were and educators. were talking to each other yeah. um, on Twitter, um, we actually found out there were some awesome hashtags where educators, especially, mm-hmm. but uh, librarians specifically, were talking about like struggles they were having in their libraries. And mm-hmm. we just went out and found blogs where other people were writing about being librarians and we would jocelyn would comment on those Mm. and and we literally built every single email every single Mm. traffic brick by brick in the beginning yeah what does that Uh, look like so if you're coming on a blog it's probably not gonna be like hey everybody
0: i'm jocelyn sams and i'm opening up a new site here's my blog it's probably i would imagine it's more you're answering a question or you're saying like what a great blog post this is awesome i'm a librarian in kentucky and i'm gonna joining the conversation
1: That's yep. it, like you know, like you join the Twitter feed and you talk, and then you put your link in your bio. You go to the comment yeah. and you t- and you share, but um, but also too, like networking, like Jocelyn would, we would reach out to these people who owned these blogs and owned these forums and said, "Hey, we're building something and we want to help your people." Yes, um, Jocelyn would network through her podcast. I mean, she would reach out to like, um, she Jocelyn actually got uh the leader of the National Library Association. Uh-huh. onto her podcast now she's oh. connected with the person who has the list of all the librarians right brilliant um she would do things like reach out personally to libraries i mean schools are public records so you can go yeah. and see who the librarian is and she would sit and email them and say hey i am jocelyn i'm i have this website i'd love for you to come and check it out we have a facebook page and she would do personal reach outs over uh-huh. and over dude on my football site i l- remember laying in bed at night and I was like, how am I gonna find football coaches? And I and football coaches, especially back then, didn't like Facebook and their jocks mm-hmm. and whatever. So, but they did use Twitter. Like everybody followed like ESPN on Twitter and whatever. Yeah. And like I would lay in bed at night on my left side and I would lay there with the phone right up to my eyeball. And I would be and I would type in the words football or coach or whatever in Twitter. Uh-huh. And I would scroll until I saw a picture of someone that was clearly a football coach. Like they'd be standing by a football player or on the field, or they'd call yeah. themselves like Coach Rieger. You know, yeah. and like, and I would friend them and send them a message. And I did that. I built like a following of like 5,000 coaches, Gosh. grassroots <clears throat> laying in bed okay. at night on Twitter. That's amazing. You're just, that's
0: just hand-to-hand combat style. Hand-to-hand like, combat, you know? guerrilla warfare, baby. What are you, you know? um, what, what kind of, what are you saying in that direct message to some, some stranger football coach you've never met? Uh,
1: coach, love to talk some football with you sometime. Check out my podcast. Coach, <laughs> tweet me coach. I, and I also too, I started my own forum. Uh-huh. So I, and, uh, cause I was a member of a couple football forums and they were very active and I was like, well, why don't I just own the forum? Yeah. Why am I coming to these people's forum? Yeah. So I would, so I would say, Hey, check out this new place where you can go talk football. It's free. Wonderful. And I would send them over to my forum. So I, I actually created ways to provide them value, not just introduce myself. Yes. Yeah. And my, I, t- I tell you what's crazy, man. Like I started my podcast, it was called the coach XO show. It's not out there anymore. I don't have time to do it, but like, uh, but like it was called the coach XO show. And I was like, who am I going to interview? Who's going to talk to me? I I knew some college football coaches from my days doing it, but they were Uh busy. My first guest was, but was a friend of mine from Sunday school. Okay. (laughs) He was the seventh grade defensive coordinator at the local middle school. And I, and all I had was like this Roland microphone. I sat it in between us terrible audio could barely hear us talking we we're talking yeah. about the 6-2 defense It was stupid you still and, have that episode uh, i've got the recordings of it you should sure. probably yeah. share that
0: with your audience or something yeah, i, that should. I so- should
1: play uh, play as a guest episode Like this is how bad it can start guys and you'll be right. all right <laughs> um but then like so like then like four or five episodes later i was starting to get local coaches then i ended up getting one of the college coaches then all of a sudden i was like well who would talk to me I freak, I got Hal Mummy, the old, the, a legendary coach. This guy was on ESPN that weekend. He had mm-hmm. uh, he ran this thing where he never punted, it, and they did a special about him for 30 minutes on College Game Day. And I was like, I wonder if that guy would talk to me. And he did. Like the week Uh-oh. after he was on College Game Day, he was on my podcast. Wow! And like, and I was just like, all you needed was about ten things to proof of concept to people that you were really doing it, and it grew yes. and it scaled. Like you know, my tenth guest was on ESPN the day before he talked. Yeah. To how do you like turn those ass.
0: podcast episodes and all those blog posts into an actual email list?
1: Yeah, uh, uh, your, your your any content you create should always point back to your email list. So, like, th- I would say things like, "Hey, you know, uh, my name is Shane Sams. I'm the host of the show, but I also run the three five defense and call in high school football. If you'd love to get a, I I give you a free playbook if you go to coachxo.com/slash yep. playbook. And it. so, my podcast always pitched that. So I was always filtering out the people that wanted what I was creating. That's awesome. Yeah
0: man and so how'd you go so you got the you had the librarian site the football site and then how'd you how'd that morph into now you have a group of hundreds of people that are learning how to do their own membership community
1: totally by accident (laughs) i mean it's like like i I, you know when we when we quit our jobs man it was like i mean we were making more money than we knew was possible you know Mm -hmm. and it was totally passive income i mean we were just like At that point, we were working like, you know, maybe a week, every 12, you'd have to batch a bunch of content, Mm -hmm. but then most days were an hour, two hours, do a little customer service and you're done, you know, and we were just kind of cruising a little bit, uh, you know, on elementary librarian, on the football stuff, on everything that we were doing And, uh, you know, people, when you, when you quit your job in the middle of a school year in Southeast Kentucky, (laughs) where jobs are scarce, right? right. People, people look at you kind of funny, man. We got all these crazy questions. Like my mom, she was like, she cornered me one day, man. She was mad. She was like, you flipped out. You have lost your mind. I cannot believe that you would give up that good job with those good benefits. And you've got babies, Shane Sams. You've got babies. You know, she was, she was mad at me. And then other people were like, hey, are you in Jocelyn okay? Did you lose your job? Are you getting right. divorced? And I'm like, yeah. this is the opposite of divorce. No, I know right. we're not getting divorced. Um, but you know, sooner or later, like, uh, people asked us if we'd sold drugs. <laughs> I, I got that question well more than once. Oh and uh, it's crazy, dude. And, uh, but I, I, some people started saying like, wow, what, what are you doing? Like, how can I do that? And Mm. a a girl in our Sunday school class, her name was Lindsay. She said, um, she's like, nothing bad's happened to me, but I have a dream to homeschool my kids Mm. that I can't do that if I'm working full time. So do you think I can make money at home and work online too? And Mm. we're like, yeah, sure. We didn't know any better. Um, so we showed her exactly what we did. It only took her a few months and she quit her job. What was her niche? Uh, it was it was uh, education. She okay. was in education too, so she was serving. Uh, she was sur- serving instructors with the same thing we did, like lesson plans and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And um, and she would even sell them in like third party marketplaces or to other content creators like mm-hmm. us or anybody. Like so, she was kind of mm-hmm. like this, putting it out there, you know? Wow. And uh, and when she quit her job, man, her husband like came up to me crying after church one day, and was like, "You changed our lives. You mm-hmm. changed you changed our family's future, man." I'm, mm-hmm. He's like, "I'm going back to school, and we're paying for it with cash." so that i can get a better job and he's like this is amazing and um we're like i was like wow that's uh, that's awesome and i didn't know what to say you know yeah and when i got and when i got in the car with jocelyn after church that day i was like man it like this online business stuff really changed our life and it really changed their life like maybe we should tell other people about this yeah you know and i actually had not done it yet so fast forward a couple months we have a bad month our first really bad month when we're like, Oh, entrepreneurship is not all fun and unicorns and rainbows. (laughs) Right. You know, like there's bad things that can happen y'all. so we had this horrific month, but we had had six months of expenses saved up and stuff. So it wasn't like a terrible thing, but it was like, you know, two or three of those in a row and wheels are coming off the bus. Right. So we had about six months of runway. The sales went for two Mm. straight months. I was like, we, maybe we got to get some help. We cannot keep doing this alone. And, um, Went out to uh, see Pat Flynn. He, had a, he was having a live event. It was a small live event, 20 people, a workshop. You could come ask him questions. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, Jocelyn, we should chunk off that last month or two and we should pay for this. And Jocelyn was yeah. like, oh, you're crazy? Can't do Can't do that. What if we have 16 bad months in a row? Scarcity mindset was kicking yes. in. you know. Yeah. Um, so we got a credit card. Sorry, Dave Ramsey. P- apologize. <laughs> and uh, went out there and we uh, went to him. We saw him. We got some great advice for our business. But at the same time, I presented this thing like, Pat, I think we have a different vibe. Like, you know, it's the same Mm -hmm. thing you're doing, but man, you're a Filipino guy from California or something. (laughs) I'm a, I'm a, I'm an old boy from Kentucky and like, you know, we're, we're, we're going to do this together, me and Jocelyn. So we're going to have our podcast Mm -hmm. where we talk a man and a woman on the air. And, you know, it's like, it's like, what do you think? And he was like, go for it. Just wow. total abundance. He was like, I'll do anything I can to help you. In yeah, because he
0: had the Smart Passive Income podcast. Right. So he could have thought, you know what?
1: Um, no, Editor. that's my thing. That's right. That's right. But he did not. He said, man, there's so many people out there on the internet. Some people are going to like you. Some yes. people are going to like me. But the great thing is they're all going to get help. Mm. And, um, and then he had me on. My, my story is so entwined with his story that you know, he had us on his podcast. And we actually launched Flip Lifestyle on his show. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we said, hey, it's open. We opened it like the week before, uh-huh. and then the next week we had a webinar. and We got 120 people to join. 120. Wow. What was that first price point? I think 49 dollars. Nice a month, and it's 197 now. Wow, yeah, a month. So like, yeah, it was 49 bucks, man, and um, it just hmm. blew up. So man, and that, it got, it got, and it got so fulfilling. Like it, it got big. but elementary librarian was still the definitely the cash cow, the bellwether. I mean, it was just like. It was easy, you know? We were about three or four years in. Flipped Lifestyle was getting up there. Like it was a great income and it was work, great community. And we were starting to see success stories. Mm -hmm. Like we were starting to see other people, like, uh, people like uh, we had people like arena uh, oriana she came in early in our community and she started this dancing website teaching people how to flamenco dance i, I listened to that episode yeah and she like blew it up got 75 <laughs> yes. members she quit her job at her, at her supplemented her studio and then she had her own studio and yeah. she has 400 members in that membership now man yeah. it's unbelievable do you think there's like, any niche that you can't build a membership site around I don't think so. I, 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 you know, I, I'm really starting to wonder because like we've had people like we got this guy named Kenny Triano out in San Diego and uh-huh. he, teach people, he teaches people how to raise backyard chickens. Oh that's like, that's all he does. And like he, uh, he has 200 people in his membership site. Um, we've seen artists like uh, there's a guy named Evan Burse. He uh, teaches people how to draw superheroes. Gosh. And uh, he's got uh, his whole living. He
0: makes I got a cr- crazy idea. Up. You ought to find like the crate. You ought to ask your community. What's the craziest niche you can think of? And let's oh, find. I, I know it. Let's, let's know see it. if we can. Let's all together I, figure out. Let's
1: create a membership site together, or find. Oh yeah, like that we do it as this. a. All right, so here's the one we'd have to beat. Okay, <laughs> so there's this lady up in North Dakota named yeah. Teresa named Teresa Purleyburg. That's okay. real. Her, that's a real name. Perleyberg. Okay. Pearly Perleyberg, Perleyberg, okay. like Okay. City Perleyberg, the city of Perleyberg, <laughs> T- Teresa Perleyberg. and Teresa. She joined our membership and she's like I have this website called Bear Melt- Bear Mountain Felting and I here's what I do she <laughs> goes I raise sheep we're like, OK, so you're going to teach people how to raise sheep. She goes, no, I shear the sheep. And we're like, OK, so you're going to teach people how to raise the sheep and shear the sheep. She goes, no. Then I take the sheep and I dye the wool. And I'm like, OK, so you're going to teach them how to dye the wool. She goes, no. All right. What are you going to do with it? She goes, I take the wool and I use this technique called needle felting to turn the wool into stuffed animals. And she holds up a giraffe and we're like, OK, so that's what you're going to do. And she's like, yes. I'm gonna build a community of sheep shearing, wool dyeing, needle felting artisans <laughs> who do this for a hobby. It's not even looking for a job or anything. Oh my gosh! Right. And we're like, okay, she has 400 members. 400. She has, she, she has she, her membership is so big. She bought an old school in North Dakota, uh-huh. and and she turned all the rooms into like little Airbnbs, and she flies people into North Dakota uh-huh. to have bear sheep shearing, needle felting seminars in person in her own world headquarters so like that that's the one we got to beat that's all that's gonna be tough i
0: have a friend that does that with wreaths, and suffice people come in in, and do wreath making with her um sweet lady named nancy alexander that has a membership everybody
1: everybody hangs a wreath on their door yeah who who is holding down a sheep just to get i know exactly right yours is way more uh, that's (laughs) way more rare but I, I like this concept though. we might need to work on this. like can we come can I come? what's the most obscure idea and see if I can get an audience and build it? Let's and like do it. If, if we that would do be a that, challenge
0: that would be a great challenge a challenge yeah, first forget. would would you guys you and Jocelyn take that challenge on or did you find
1: somebody in your community? it's kind of a I might get my team try it. I'm, that would be fun. I'm 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 past the point of starting anything new at this point right now. <laughs> so I'm kind of I'm 43 and I have two kids. that are about to be teenagers. So yeah, I'm taking I'm taking a little break on the uh, new ideas for six years oh until they're gosh. in college. <laughs> so people come to me, Shane,
0: and they want to know, like, you know, I'm interested in you know football, basketball. I also love knitting. Just throwing stuff out here. How do I pick my niche? Like, how do I know? which of these three or four things that I'm interested in, like I could see, I would love to teach on this or
1: just build a business
0: around one of these things, but how do I pick, how how do you direct people to finding their, their
1: idea? You know, I mean, I guess that kind of depends on the why a little bit, because everybody's running towards something or away from something. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like I was running definitely away from something. So I, I needed, you know, we needed a path that could produce. And I I think the best option that we had at the time was to really lean in on what our careers were because we could produce that fast, you know, and if it didn't work out, we always had the resources that we could use on our own time. So, mm-hmm. I think I think the the more you're running from something, you lean on your God given skills, talents, knowledge, the experiences that you have along the way, mm-hmm. um, your career path. You lean on those skills you're really really good at, even if they don't. If, you know your 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 passions and hobbies can come later. The thing you yeah. love, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's what I would say there. If you if you're but if you're content and you're like, man, I want to add a side income of 50 people paying me 50 bucks a month. I want to. Yeah pursue my hobbies and my passions mm-hmm. if you're running toward a goal in a dream like that like of of doing of using your time where you want it and ma- maybe making some money on the side that's really when those niches come in or those hobbies those passions those things you really really like yeah. you know yeah um, like football was a little bit of both for me that was really mm-hmm. cool uh, but jocelyn you know at three years after we had elementary librarian we sold it i mean because yeah. she just wasn't passionate about librarians it just had dominated and mm-hmm. made so much money. So we actually sold that business, yeah. um, because she just wasn't a librarian anymore. So she was ready to kind of yeah. move on to let it go and go to flip lifestyle. That's good. So
0: if you pick your niche and then you start finding your audience. Is it pretty much the same hand to hand combat at the
1: beginning of that? If you have no audience whatsoever, you don't there's have any still, connections. There's still that open your wallet. Yeah, that's if, true. If you're, if Let's talk got, about that one. Yeah. If you've got disposable income, you know, it happens a lot faster. Mm -hmm. Um, you can put yourself in the right place to be at the right place at the right time. You can buy tickets to live events. You can go out and network and meet people Mm -hmm. faster. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can go get in front of other people's audience by making connections and being guests on podcasts, things like that. You can buy Facebook and Google and Pinterest ads, and you can get your message in front of people uh, Mm -hmm. or maybe even hire someone um, who knows all about online marketing and then they can go run the ads for you. So, you know, there is always going to be both. Um, It is definitely, um a circle you know it's a yin-yang there's always going to be the roll up your sleeves there's always going to be the open your wallet um but if you can if you can do both in the beginning it's definitely going to help you succeed faster for sure absolutely yeah. yeah
0: we tell our audience the same thing we find where is your people hanging on, out online and off especially online though and just get in front of them and serve them just to answer yeah. their. Questions. and i'll tell you
1: man i've been in this game 10 years now and um the rolling up the sleeves works the best. I swear it does, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, just think about me and you hanging out here today. Like, I I made an, uh, I was in a, my pickup truck driving down to Del Hollow Res- Reservoir last year. And uh, me and some buddies of mine uh, who are also online entrepreneurs, we uh, rent a houseboat every year and we go uh-huh. get away for a week, right? Just go out there on the, yes. we just, we disappear, no service, no nothing for a week, you know? And I made a, I was listening to this book, uh, it's called The Dream 100 by Dana Derricks. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just like, t- he was talking about this, like, can you serve find a hundred people who can help you and serve them without any thought of getting Mm. anything back yeah and you'll be shocked at what actually flows back your way yes you know and i just went all back in on connections last year man and i've just Mm. done nothing but make connections and just look for people who i can help like how one way i met dan i met him through aaron walker Mm -hmm. mutual friend. Mm-hmm. And I went, and I just love Aaron Walker so much. And I got to know Dan and I love, him, and I had him on my podcast to just yeah. share him with my audience. Yeah. And, um, I was like, man, I just want to help these guys. And I just did a two hour coaching call with them yeah. because, and man, they've, you talk about coming back. I mean, those guys, mm-hmm. man, they are, they live and breathe reciprocity. Oh, so they do. Yeah, man. So like that, that rolling up your sleeves, getting out there and just yeah. meeting people pandemic or not. Come on now. Shake hands and hug. Y'all. Right. We're back. Right. I, I'm vaccinated. I can do it. Yeah. Um, like, Just get out there and like make these connections and don't yeah. go at it. Like I want a, other people to help me. Like, what can yeah. I do for other people? Like I had you on my podcast. I don't yeah. know you from Adam I until know. today. And we've had a great time. Yes. Right. Absolutely, so you know, so, I mean, stuff like that really is the best way to do it. Yeah. Any it advice lasts. on reaching out to somebody
0: that, um, like with Dan, we had a mutual connection, but let's say that, um, you know, pretend Dan Miller, you've never met him. You're not really sure you know anybody that knows him, but you feel like, man, I want to make a connection with him. What's some advice for reaching out to somebody, not in, in, a, in a weird, creepy way, in a way that they're actually going to notice because guys like Dan get hundreds of emails.
1: Yeah. Um, I and mean, the, the first you, thing I, I become their customer period. Uh, yes. I, I go buy their book. I go join their membership. Mm-hmm. I buy their courses. Uh, like, I, I mean, I got Dan's book sitting on my shelf. It's an important part of my story. Yep, um, me too. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, share their stuff on social. Yes. Don't just reach out to them, like retweet. If you have any kind of audience, share it like crazy, mm-hmm. um, you know, and also too, just become a fan, mm-hmm. like sing their praises, like, and, and, yeah. and, and implement what they do. You want me to tell you that how I became, uh, I, I don't know if I, when's this going to come out uh probably in a couple of
0: weeks probably i I already have one for next week, so i can I can put it out whenever you want me to
1: honestly though can, i let'll say this comes out after august eleventh okay so that's to be legal then. I can talk about this okay All right. we can do that so um like i I became friends with Pat Flynn. Um, because I'm as t- I'm a testimonial for him. I yes. everywhere I go, I I promise you, I will every time I speak on a stage, you better believe I'm telling people about Pat Flynn and the Smart Passive Income podcast because he changed my life. Yes, and and then he changed my life again when I paid him and became his customer, and then yep. he changed my life again when he had me as a guest, a testimonial on his podcast, and mm-hmm. then he became my friend. And the dude changes my life on a daily basis every time we text each other. Yeah, right. Wow. And, and uh, and Pat just asked me, um this will come out after August 11th. So yes. like, I'm going to say this, like Pat called me about two weeks ago and he's like, Hey man, um, my 500th episode of the smart passive income podcast is coming on. And my team and me unanimously agreed that uh, we think you should come host the show and, and let me be your guest on SPI. Oh my goodness. And like, but like all, but all, but none of, I never would have thought of that's not even something I could have imagined being a possibility I just love Pat Flynn. Like I'm getting emotional about it. You know, like I just love that dude. And every, everything I've ever done is just uh, like, he had a live event a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, It was called FlynnCon, right? It was 2019. Heard he was having it, saw the announcement. I sent him a text and I said, don't pay me. You don't have to do anything. You just tell us when and what you want us to do. And me and Jocelyn will be on an airplane to San Diego, California to be there for you. Wow! And he had us on stage and we talked and interviewed, he interviewed us on stage and we, not a dime, don't need it. I'm just, I'm still thanking you for everything you've done for me. Absolutely. So that, I would say that is the the progression that I, you know, it's people think you're going to read a lot of people books that say, go to these events, say these things, follow these scripts. No, Mm -hmm. become a fan, become a customer, serve them in every way you can. Put yourself in the places that they are going to be so that you have a chance to meet them when you do um and then don't try to force it just do whatever you can to help them and Mm. if hey listen 90 percent of the people i've ever met probably will never do a thing for me but it's the 10 percent that make the difference so that's right it doesn't
0: matter man this is so good. We could talk for hours, but I know you got stuff to do. And
1: yeah, man. I, yeah, I, I love conversations like this, man. Me too. Yeah. This is such yeah, an
0: honor to meet you and I uh, feel like I've been stalking you virtually for the last you know month or so, Listen to yeah. your guys' podcast. Guys, go to fliplifestyle.net, look at check out his stuff if you have any any desire at all to have a membership site and yeah, man. uh learn yeah,
1: we stuff. do and we uh, we also uh, net is where we house our membership and flippedlifestyle.com, that's where our podcast lives like we have tons of free content i mean it's ridiculous how much content we i think we release a youtube video every day and we have two podcasts a week wow so i mean there's just so much content at flippedlifestyle.com. if you need help getting started it's it's all there yeah. so Awesome! Well, I'm going to be digging into the community more. I literally just got in there. I bought the million dollar membership funnel. You're in for uh, a treat, son. Don't no, yeah. I'm telling. Don't buy it out there. He's a membership owner. People that that'll <laughs> that'll crush your brain. That was a year in the that took a year to create. Oh so, my gosh! <laughs> yeah, man, it goes deep down the rabbit hole. Excited to dig into that. I'm
0: just part way through the first like teaser episode um, where you're starting awesome. to draw out the funnel. So cool, Well, Shane. Thank you so much. Thanks for being on here. I definitely, God, we gotta
1: meet. Let me know when you're down here, and we'll- I told you, man, I'm gonna be all over the country. I'll be in <laughs> Dallas pretty soon. I'm traveling. I'll come up y'all. to Kentucky. Speaking of come up to Kentucky, I got a uh, my, I, you know, I had that above ground pool, and uh, I don't always talk about this, but I'm gonna tell you about it. The, uh, you know, I had that. I saw when I sold my house, 2,400 square feet in above ground uh-huh. pool. I was like, my, everybody was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "God, what am I doing?" You know. And uh, after we sold uh, ElementaryLibrarian.com, uh, my realtor walked up to me at the wait room one day and goes, man, when are you going to stop living in that old house downtown? I go, I like living in my old house. Ain't you heard of Dave yes. Ramsey? Come on, I'm trying to save some money around here. <laughs> and, uh, and he goes, come on, man, you make enough money to move. I'm, we're looking, we're looking. He goes, what would you want if you were going to buy a new house? And I said, man, I'd love a pond some water just some some you know some fog coming off the water in the morning while i drank a cup of coffee i think i'd be happy with that and he goes i know where there's some water come get in the car with me now don't ever get in the car with a realtor that's a bad decision (laughs) right out you're going to be spending way too much money really soon to get in the car with your realtor so i get in the car he drives me out uh, about 10 minutes outside of town Mm -hmm. and uh, we turn this corner and a 10 acre lake opens up in front of me (laughs) there's this house uh, sitting on the side of that lake all by itself, surrounded by 40 acres of forest. Mm. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's 4,800 square feet, exactly double wow. the house that I had before. Mm-hmm. And I, I walked inside and I was like, wow, well, I shouldn't have gotten the car. And That's we, ended, right. up bu- we ended up buying that place, man. So if you come up here, we can, we can get the jet skis out. Maybe That'll we can awesome. ride the paddle board and we can hang out a little bit out on my lake. We'll get out here. A little that bit. would be fun. I'll take you up on that if you're serious. I, d- dead serious. <laughs> uh, do you know Scott Beebe? I don't, but I need to because Dan keeps talking Every, about him. Great guy, man. Yeah, he was just passing through the other day, and I was like, get yourself, get over here, son. We got some talking to do. So awesome. it's all good, man. Holler at me for this way, dude. Absolutely.
0: Kind of... Shane, I'll, uh, hang on with me for a second. I'll close this out, guys. Thanks for being on with me. or Shane, thanks for being on, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye, everyone. See you next week.